I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. In a rigged system. in our culture. Today we're going to talk about uh, the era that we're in that is coming to an end, but it's ending in a rage. And so we want to go over a few of the key points um, to kind of put it in perspective so we can kind of get ourselves ready. Uh, You know, we've been talking about this for years. Uh, We've been pretty clear that the world is reaching the end of an economic, financial and monetary era. This is a cycle of the dollar. This is a cycle of currency. This is a whole global cycle. But this is going to affect mankind catastrophically for decades. And I do believe that's why this is the time I believe the power elites are trying to take to bring us into the Great Reset concept, which will be total digital control and slavery of the people. And they're going to use corporations, as you're seeing right now, against you. So if you become a non-compliant, then they will just basically disown you from society. You won't be able to have your credit cards. They'll cancel your insurance. Look what they're doing to Russian citizens. Look what they did to the Canadian truckers. If you think in America they won't do it to you, you'll be kidding yourself. Now, what we don't know is what their criteria is. We could always say today, well, the criteria is if you're not on board with the leftist, communist, socialist agenda, then therefore. It could be anything from you're too fat. You talk too much. I mean, we could go on and on on what they define. And this becomes incredibly scary. This gets us to the concept of Hunger Games. Uh, But keep in mind that this era is ending And these points we want to go over today are ones that um, kind of put it in perspective so we can get ready for what's coming, because I believe it is definitely orchestrated. This isn't stuff that is just random. Now that we're coming into this end, you know, they were trying to blame or trying to use. Now, let's back up. Let me back up a little bit. The financial system was already collapsing. We were documenting this. We even talked about in the fall of 2019 how the banking system was collapsing in the repo, how the the billions upon hundreds of billions were bailing out the system. Then miraculously, this man-made engineered biological weapon known as COVID-19 surfaced. They used it to do unprecedented lockdowns, destruction of freedom, destruction of movement. I mean, we can go on about the atrocities, the the, um, crimes against humanity, the crimes against uh, consent, and we can just go on. I mean, this was serious time. And when people look back and they realize that, you know, not just the testing mechanisms were completely fake and false, that the death numbers were all fraud, fake and false, that all all of a sudden the annual flu deaths disappeared, the annual flu deaths in children disappeared, other deaths disappeared, you'll start to understand that this was a very manufactured crisis. But now that that didn't really work out, which I still contend is coming, I still contend that uh, there's going to be another wave. 
I don't even believe that it's real. I think it is to put the nail in the coffin of the supply chain, which will exacerbate the inflation, which will exacerbate the collapse of the world economy. I don't buy it. I don't buy I didn't buy it before and I don't buy it again. You even got Anthony 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 criminal Nazi criminal Fauci calling for another wave coming. Oh, we better get ready to go lock down again, he said. I mean, this is insanity. But they're kind of playing, you know, their their cards here because they say, "Okay, the pandemic didn't work, but maybe we can get another wave in here. Maybe we can fear the people into something else. But if that doesn't work, we will, we have Putin to blame. The whole world can blame Putin now for the catastrophe, which will hit every corner of our planet. But we must remember that neither Putin nor COVID is the reason for the economic cataclysm that we are now approaching. This has been in the cards. This started really since 9-11, which I contend was an inside hit job, but that's another theory. And believe me, you'll find that most of what people, uh, you know, and you can't trust mainstream media folks, just about everything you hear and you see is a lie. I hate to be the one to say that, but it's really true. Hence the word television. It's fake. Even a lot of the Ukrainian war, obviously it's a real war, but so many of the images were staged and fake. They're just this fake. Everything they tell us is fake. They lie to us. But beyond that, there is underlying real consequences because the financial system had burned out. They had printed their money. They had gone through the wars, did whatever they did for the power grab, and it's gone. The end of an era is approaching. Now, these events are known as catalysts, which I would call distractions, but which will have a major effect because they are hitting a gigantic debt bubble, one of a magnitude that has never been seen before in history. The United States is in more debt now than, it, than in any nation ever in history, and it obviously will take very little to just kind of pop this bubble. You could just think of it. It's just like this big giant balloon above you. And all you got to do is reach up and touch it. And the whole thing's exploding. That's how close this is. But what is clear is that all currencies, fiat currencies, will finish the 100 plus year cycle and fall to zero in the next handful of years. I contend in time between 23 and 25. That's why you're seeing all this pressure to lead up to it. It is also very crystal clear that all the asset bubbles like stocks and bonds and yes, property, be very careful, will implode all at the same time, leading to a long and deep depression that many people do not want to receive, but you're not going to have a choice. And believe me, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like denial is an insatiable disease with American people. We have had this warning well, and, and we have been even discussing this warning really since the 2006 to 2009, that 2008 collapse. But central banks ignored it. They just added new worthless debt, printed money, and kept adding to existing worthless debt. Think about a house of cards and adding towers and towers on top of cards. It's an obvious recipe for disaster. So as if often typical for this, at the end of an economic era, you study history, it's absolutely fabulous how this stuff plays out. The catalysts, which again, I call distractions, 
are usually totally unexpected and or set up, hence the war we're in now, and worse than anyone could have forecast. First, we have the war cycles. Just as nobody paid attention, any serious attention anyway, to the warning that the big financial crisis happened in 2008 gave the world, that was checkmate. They didn't tell you about the tens of trillions that went to foreign banks to bail out the whole system to keep the world propped up. Few people in the same context have taken Putin's warnings, especially since 2014 when the, yes, United States encouraged and supported revolution took place in Ukraine. That revolution that took place in Ukraine in 2014 That's when Yanukovych was in power in Ukraine. He was friendly to Russia. Everything was peaceful. And then Obama and all the secret alphabets with some of our allies get in there and they fomented this revolution in Ukraine. They overthrew Ukraine. So now the chaos happens and it just so happens to be at the end of this excessive bubble era. And it's always of the worst kind, folks. What can be worse than a major war that could develop into nuclear and or world war? This is the end of the cycle here. I mean, it's sad, but wars are part of history. There is virtually no period in history without a war. You even go on Wikipedia and they'll list around 40 ongoing wars and conflicts currently, with most of them being relatively smaller local. But the majority are in the Middle East and Africa, which have probably always been, right? Wars are horrible at all levels. And even the Russian invasion of Ukraine certainly qualifies as another grim conflict that potentially could have been avoided, that should have been avoided, clearly should have been avoided. The U.S.-backed revolution in Ukraine in 2014 did it. The Russian-friendly Ukrainian president Yanukovych was pushed out, and ever since then, Putin had made it very, very clear he will not accept being surrounded by U.S. and Western-backed Ukraine, as well as NATO members with missile systems pointing to Russia and the parallels with Cuba, Kennedy, Khrushchev in 1962 is pretty obvious. Whether anyone is listening to Putin's demands or not, he made it very, very clear that he could never let Russia be cornered. Think about that, folks. We, we in the West and NATO, we broke our word and expanded into Soviet territories. We broke our word and said we would never go any farther east threatening your borders. We broke our word and we overthrew Ukrainian president, legitimately elected Yanukovych, and we put in this puppet pervert in the the form of uh, Zelensky. And of course, then we placed in Nazis. This is not a joke when Putin said he's exterminating the Nazis. These are true fire-breathing neo-Nazis. But folks, I'll just go on the limb and tell you, just so you know, Neocon Nazis in America exist as well, and I think Fauci is one of the main ones. If you ever saw Wonder Woman with that mad scientist lady who was creating the gas with the face mask and she was part of the Nazi, that's Fauci. But anyway, I don't want to be digressing here. The point is, this stuff is, is sad, and we, we set it up. We're cornering a bear. 
He made it clear, do not encroach on Ukraine and our border. Everything will be fine. So that's why Putin took Crimea. Because we overthrew the government, he knew because Crimea was the most important landmass to them because that's where they have nuclear submarines inside the mountain. This is land and territory that always belonged to Russia, going back to Catherine the Great. This is land and territory that have Russian nationals in it. Half, if not a third of Ukraine are Russian passport citizens. Ukraine is not what you think it is. And the story that the West is showing you in the media is not what it is. Now, there's great Ukrainian people. Don't get me wrong. I have some wonderful Ukrainian friends. And the Soviets weren't that kind. But again, look at history and ask why. Who invaded uh, Russia last and killed millions of people? Yeah, the Germans. Who did it before then? Yeah, the French, Napoleon. Russia knows that the West wants their territory or to control their territory for obvious reasons. You don't corner a bear. And we knew it and we did it anyway. We were flying B-52 bombers along the border. We armed Ukraine with all of these weapons. And we, we told Zelensky to start mouthing off and talking about joining NATO. What do you think Putin was going to do? If anything, I respect the man because he's a man of his word. If the U.S. and West had just focused more on critical diplomacy for the sake of global peace, things could have been different. Instead, they focused on COVID, climate change, wokeism. God, make me sick. Rewriting history and creating the unlimited gender. I mean, can we go any more satanic? Can we go any more twisted mental ill than we are right now? They also ignored the fact that the world was going towards an inevitable economic debt and asset collapse. We knew this was coming. It's just much easier to arrange the deck chairs, I guess you could say, than to deal with the real issues. Unless the real plan was to make the collapse happen. So Putin is now the number one enemy of the Western world. You even have, which um, I'll go there, Lindsey Graham is one of those. U.S. Republican Senator just suggested that Putin should be assassinated. Thank God English Boris Johnson said differently. Oh, we should just uh, put him up in the International Criminal Court. Regardless that we pushed the button. Regardless that we violated their border. Regardless that Ukraine fired Border first, killing Russian citizens with armors and weapons they shouldn't have had and with B-52 bombers flying along Russia's border. Nobody wants to tell you that's what happened. They don't want to tell you that we started it. But what is interesting is that when the U.S. with their allies started unprovoked wars, think about this one, in Vietnam, Iraq, Libya, Syria, and hundreds of thousands of innocent victims. Think about that. Hundreds of thousands of innocent people, women and children, destroyed, killed. We destroyed the fabric of these societies. And also, we, we led it into anarchy. Nobody calls for the U.S. president or the U.K. prime minister to be held account. Now, all of a sudden, Russia to defend itself from the West, who's constantly trying to invade. He's a war criminal. You've got to be kidding me. Now, war's not pretty, folks. But again, Vietnam, Iraq, Libya, Syria, that was us. We started it. 
Do you know why they want to really do this? I'm going to lay this out because this is pretty key here. Do you know why the West has always really tried to take over Russia? Russia has the biggest global natural resource reserves in the world. Literally. The world includes coal, natural gas, oil, gold, timber, rare earth minerals. It is big time. When you look at it, Russia dominates the world next to the U.S. and Saudi Arabia and Canada. In total, Russia's natural resource reserves are estimated at $75 trillion. 66% higher than the second country, which is the United States. And more than twice as much as Saudi Arabia and Canada. That, folks, is why the West has constantly been going after Russia. And you don't think Russia has balls enough to stand up and at least stop it? Millions of people died when the Germans invaded Russia back in the 40s. No one, no one's saying anything about that. What, he's not supposed to defend himself? Now, listen, I'm not a Putin fan. I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about the fact of the narrative of the lies that they're feeding us. We in the West have to be more responsible because there was peace. There was going to be peace. There was peace under President Trump because he made it clear he's not going to expand. He won't allow it. Matter of fact, he was rightly hammering NATO. Leave it alone. If we left it alone, this world economy would be booming right now. But no, we had to go pick a war because we got potato head Biden in there. Now you got the last part of it, which you have to, this just amazes me. The Fed, the Federal Reserve. Then you have them, which they never get inflation right. That's their only mandate. Inflation is leading to hyperinflation. And it's always guaranteed in this current debt-infested area. You're going to find out in this era, it is definitely in the cards. Although the Fed and the other Western central banks have never really understood what inflation is, their mandate was always to measure the inflation, but they never did. They just rigged the numbers. Just as they didn't understand that their fake and manipulated inflation figures couldn't even reach the Fed target of 2%. Folks, if there's any time to get gold and silver, if there's any time to get assets out of the paper world, it is now. I'd be calling Cornerstone Asset Metals, giving them a call. I'd be getting some gold and silver on the side. You're going to want to have it. The real U.S. inflation number now is exceeding 15%. Now, here's the part I'm going to end on, which is extraordinary. When you hear how this breaks down, you're going to understand the predicament we're in. You see, we went into as Western society, especially America, and it was a big battle back in the day between Keynesian economics and Austrian economics. Keynesian is the socialist. I call the Luciferian, the evil. Austrian was about saving and producing. But they would know that the real inflation rate depends on growth in money supply rather than the obsolete consumer price model that they have. You see, but we don't do it that way. We just rig and cheat. Based on the growth in the money supply, the U.S. inflation is now 19%. They're not telling you that in the media. But based on money supply, that's our inflation rate. And here's how inflation works. We try to keep this simple. Take a look at the money supply since 1971. We call it M2. It normally had a growth of about 7% annually. 
Now, at 7%, the growth means that the prices will, that you're paying for bread or gas or whatever you're buying will double every 10 years by design, mind you. This is mathematical. Yet 100% total inflation over 10 years rather than 2% annual that the Fed target was. Think about that. Their target was 2%, but that's not what our money growth did. That's, that's huge. Now, I'm just kind of looking at a chart here, which is pretty extraordinary. But if you look at this chart, the exponential phase started in March of 2020 when the, when the whole pandemic went down. This, 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 they shut it down. This is what the nail in the coffin was done. This M2 money supply grew 19% annually since then. That means prices that we're paying for gas, for food, for clothing, for rent, everything is doubling every 3.8 years. Since the money supply is growing now at around 19% and with the looming war, it's going to continue even more. And now you've got these these yo-yos talking about, you know, another phase of lockdown. Oh, and you better get your fourth booster, you psychopaths. That means we're now doubling our prices every 3.8 years. Is that sustainable for you and me? No. This is what the U.S. and the world was facing before Ukraine crisis hit. Think about that one. This is our dilemma before the war. Now there is a lot more explosive fuel that we can pour onto this global inflationary fire. Let's just put it this way. If a miracle doesn't stop this war very quickly, which is probably very unlikely, the world will soon be entering hyperinflationary commodity explosion. Energy, metals, food. You combine that with a cataclysmic deflationary asset implosion. And deflationary meaning because things are going to collapse because the economy is not going to move. And the things that will collapse will be debt, stocks, property. And the vast majority of people I talk to and the vast majority of Americans right now are still focused on stocks and property. You're in the wrong place. The world will be experiencing completely unknown consequences and they not, they don't have the ability to solve any of them for a very long time most of this was going to happen even without a global war but if this war spreads outside of russia and ukraine and you better believe it's on the verge of doing that because you got potato head there saying he's going to send in more drones with bombs and they might even send in aircraft all they're doing is escalating. They are picking a fight with someone who made it very clear. If you do it, this is a red line in the sand and I would trust them. They have 6,000 plus nuclear warheads. I'm not so sure I want to go stick it up his rear end right now. So that question is, is there any good news? Good news is maybe small groups and friends get together, start to, um, building community. But since this commodity inflation is just about guaranteed, it is obvious that physical gold and silver will be a lifesaver against the coming bubble asset destruction of the stock, bond, and property market. Gold and silver will reach unbelievable heights. In a crisis of this magnitude, 
I would stay away from paper assets, ETFs of any kind, because they can just turn the switch off on those. Look what they did in the nickel market when it exploded. They just reversed trades. They said, sorry, you made money. We're just going to reverse your trade. I mean, talk about rigged. It is clearly imperative to have physical metal stored outside the financial system. And if you studied history, especially the Roman Empire, you would know that's who survived. And remember not to measure your wealth or your gold in worthless paper money. Instead, measure it in ounces and what you can put your hand on. I believe that there can be an ending to this, a good ending, if we the people rise up and just say no. Rise up and say no to the digital system, no to digital currency, no to war. And bring back peace and harmony and stop the wokeism, stop the division in this country that they do on the left. People are loving to one another if you let them. But if you go and stick them and put them one against another like critical race theory is doing, all it does is feed the devil. And nothing comes good from the devil. So until next time, God bless each and every one of you. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888 888- 747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.